Hello and welcome back to the film degree. Finally. Yes, I know it has been a very long time. Actually, it hasn't been a very long time. It's been like two weeks, but I want to do these episodes weekly, okay? I really would like to do that. And it has just not been dealt into my cards. I can't. I have had such a stressful two weeks. Like, I can't even begin to explain. I'm sure people are like, yeah, we've been in college. We know. Shut the fuck up. We don't care. Let's talk about the movie. But I have been so stretched. Like, I'm stretched so thin right now. I have not really been able to watch anything um, the past two weeks or week. Honestly, I don't even know. I've lost all concept of time. I've lost all concept of time. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> um, last weekend, I on Saturday, I did homework from 9 a.m. to like 1230 at night. And then I did homework almost all day Sunday. And I'm doing work, like I'm working as well. And just like so much homework was piled up on me. And was some of it probably my fault for being, for procrastinating? Yes, but we're not going to talk about that. Maybe the professor should like back the fuck up a little bit. Like this is more than I ever remember doing in my undergrad. And it's like, yeah, it's your, it's your graduate degree. It's a master's program. But why are we, why are they giving more homework? Like why, why are you trying to stress us out? Just like teach the fucking course. Okay. Like why are we doing more than necessary? And again, people are probably like, oh, that's just how it is. But why is it like that? Why are you trying to make me want to kill myself? Like, can't we just have a nice class where I learn something and not have to do 50 fucking projects for you that are so big for no goddamn reason? It's crazy. (sighs) I need to calm down. (laughs) But I have not been able to watch much, really anything at all. And I, if you follow my Instagram for the podcast, which you should, like, if you're listening to this, go fucking follow my Instagram, please. I put effort into it. And I tell you guys what I'm going to be covering next, which I'm not covering. Obviously, if you're reading the title, what I said I was going to cover, (laughs) I made a post and I was like the 20th anniversary of the first Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is coming up and the next episode is going to be Harry Potter. And I found time to watch the movie. And then I just lost time. I had no time to write a script. I had no time to do any research. I had no time to do the episode. And then, well, the anniversary happened and there's no episode. <laughs> a couple, like the other day I was like, it's coming on Instagram. I was like, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. Harry Potter's coming, which I would like to do it. I don't really know what I have to say about Harry Potter, <laughs> but it is coming. Um, but I realized like I have so much to do still. I got over a huge slump of homework. So I have a little bit of breathing room right now, but I don't know if I have enough to (laughs) write a whole ass paper's worth of 
content for this episode for a Harry Potter episode. So in this breathing room, I realized that Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, House of Gucci, and I believe Licorice Pizza as well is all coming out this week. And I was like, holy shit, I have to go to the movies, which I really don't like going to right now. If you know me, you know, I'm very neurotic. I, (laughs) I like in the movie today, I realized I did not have any hand sanitizer and I made the decision to actually eat something with my hands, which I don't even like doing at my house right now. I don't know what got into me. I was living on the edge. You know, if I like get COVID, you know what happened to me. I ate popcorn, (laughs) but I went back to my car where I have like (laughs) I have like a thing of hand sanitizer, not like a portable one that you bring around like in your bag, like a pump bottle that I brought in. I went back and got like, I'm that style neurotic. And I decided to go see Resident Evil with my friend. Um, And that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be very unscripted i have not written anything right now it is what time is it it is 1 39 in the morning after seeing the movie um i have nothing planned so it'll be very much like the halloween kills episode where it'll be all over the place probably make no fucking sense because i my brain goes all over the place so yeah i saw that i do want to go see house of gucci i heard it's boring but like i Again, if you know anything about me, I love pop girls. My pop girls are my life. Um, Obviously, like, hello, I am gay. Obviously, I'm going to be into the pop girl. So I'm going to go support Lady Gaga. She's one of my favorites. But I wanted to go with someone. So I took my friend and did not think he would enjoy that movie. And I really wanted to see Resident Evil, which I didn't even know was coming out right now. Like, I don't know. I don't watch TV, so I don't see any ads and I just skip ads if they pop up on like YouTube. So I didn't know it was coming out. So I really don't, I don't know. I don't know how well this movie is going to do. I don't see it doing very well. And that's not because of quality. We'll get into what I think about the quality. I just, I don't know. I don't see this being a big hit, but I don't know how well the Mila Jovovich movies have done. I just haven't looked. I should have done some research before I did this. It would have been good to compare that series to this, but it has been a hot minute since I have seen those movies. Um, I'm not actually a hater of the... Holy shit. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia. I'm like looking... I'm just like, oh, let me see how much these movies made. They made over a billion dollars, like altogether. On a budget altogether of $288 million and they made a billion. Holy fuck. They were successful. Wow. I'm shocked. Like that's the budget of a Marvel movie. (laughs) Like, wow. Good for Resident Evil. You know, the first movie made $100 million in 2002. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. How much did the last one make? The final chapter made 
$312 million on a $40 million budget. That's insane. Wow. Good for Mila Jovovich. You know, I don't think those movies are good, but they are entertaining. I did watch the one. Which one did I watch not too long ago? I think it was Extinction. No, it wasn't that one. It was the one after that. No, it would have been, ex no, not Extinction. I don't know. Afterlife. Yeah, I watched Afterlife and I was like, wow, this movie is pretty ass. But also like, Slay? <laughs> like, Slay, Mila Jovovich. Um, yeah. If So here's the interesting thing about this new movie. If you're a fan of the games, I think you would like this movie. They make a lot of changes. It's not like a word for word remake, which a lot of people, a lot of fans of things want movie adaptions to be. I'm not one of those people, but I don't know if you aren't a fan of the games, if you will like this movie. Because my friend who I don't, I think has like very basic knowledge of Resident Evil was like, I didn't really know what was going on at certain parts. And looking back, I don't think the movie actually explains what's going on. I think I just knew what was going on because I like the games and I like the story. So I like already knew, but I don't think they explain anything. <laughs> So I really don't know how the general audience is going to react to this movie. I'm very curious about that. I really don't think it's going to be a big hit. It doesn't have Mila Jovovich, like, who isn't a huge star. Well, I don't know. These movies did well. Maybe she is a huge star. <laughs> yeah, they were making like $300 million a piece for a low budget. Like, that is really good. So, and then if you're a fan of the Mila Jovovich movies and you're expecting that, you're not going to get that at all. So I don't know what people are going to think. I know like the Mila Jovovich movies are like pretty shit on universally, but they make money. So they have an audience. I don't think that audience is this movie. This movie is, it goes back to the more horror survival roots of the original games while the Mila Jovovich were like over the top action camp and those worked those the original series the original movie series the Mila Jovovich movies they have like nothing to do with the games at all this one is like this is for the game the fans of the games. So I don't, I don't know how people are going to react to it. I have my theater wasn't that full. It was opening night, but it also it was, I saw it at nine 20 on a Tuesday. Um, and it's COVID. So there, there was some people there, but it wasn't like packed or anything. So I don't know. I'm very curious on how this is going to go. When I went on letterbox to log that I saw it, like no one I know has seen it yet. It doesn't even have like a banner on here, like the background picture. Like, I don't know. I would like for this movie to be a hit because we'll get into it. But I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, more fun than I thought I would. 
but I, I don't know how this reception is going to be. My friend who I saw it with did not really care for it. I did. I was saying it was a sleigh. He was saying it was nay. So I don't know. Um, if you're not a fan of the games or really only know the Mila Jovovich movies or what, um, basically this movie takes the first two games and makes it one movie, which is a very interesting choice because the first two games do not take place on the, at the same time, but two and three take place at the same time. And characters from the first game are in the third game. So I don't know. That was an interesting choice. It was very interesting. But basically the premise is there is this corporation, this pharmaceutical corporation called Umbrella. And they are testing on people. They make the T-virus. They infect a bunch of people. Zombie outbreak happens. And the first game takes place in a mansion with all these puzzles to unlock doors and move statues around to get a passageway. And it's very puzzle oriented. You have low ammo, there's zombies, there's monsters, and you have to survive whatever. That's the plot of the, the first game. The second one takes place, I think a few months later. I don't remember, but um, like it's a full on outbreak in the city. It's no longer just a mansion. So this movie takes place with both and takes the two main characters from each game so in the first one you play as either the character of jill or the character of chris and then in the sequel you play as the character of claire or the character of leon now i am a fan of the games i'm a huge fan of the games actually but i don't like playing them (laughs) i (laughs) i am too afraid to play them which is super weird because i love the horror genre. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is calming to me. Like watching a horror movie while like going to bed will, it'll put me asleep. I love it. It feels, um, it's a calming experience for me. It is like meditation, (laughs) but playing them, having things jump out at me, having things chase me. No, 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 no. I can't play them. I have played them. Some of them. I played the first, I played the sixth one on the xbox 360 years ago and i loved it but that game was very action oriented like full-on action shooter game kind of like call of duty but like in the third person not first person and if fans of the games are probably like don't play the sixth one first you're not it's not resident evil i loved it so then i always wanted to play the other ones so i i got a gaming pc No, on my Xbox One, I was like, oh, the remake of the second game came out. I'm going to play it. Couldn't finish it. I was terrified. I don't like being chased, um, (laughs) which is like the whole point of the game. I don't like the limited ammo. I don't like feeling unsafe. I don't like it. But I love the storyline. So I did watch the whole game on YouTube. I watched someone play it. I watched the whole thing. Hours and hours and hours worth of playing, I watched And I've watched the third one. I have, I've watched quite a bit of the games on YouTube, but then, um, I got a gaming PC and I'm a terrible gamer. I would love to be a gamer, but I'm shit at it. And I really try, but I need to play on easy. I ended up buying the seventh one, which is a first person game 
and it goes back to its horror roots and it is very scary and I couldn't beat this one part and I was having I was struggling with the controls because I was using a keyboard instead of the controller which was a stupid mistake on my end but I <laughs> I got to the part where like the final boss battle of what's her name like Marguerite or something the lady who shoots bugs out of her fucking vagina her she gives birth to bugs always moaning as these big ass wasps or whatever are coming out of her cooter it's disgusting <laughs> i couldn't beat her and i ended up just watching the game on youtube and i loved watching it um and then i ended up buying the entire pack before the eighth game came out because it was so cheap. They were like five bucks or whatever on Steam. So I bought them all and I played the, I play, I wanted to play them in a chronological order. So I played zero and one. I finished both of those. And then I went back to playing the remake of two and I was too fucking scared. Once the liquor started showing up, I was like, I don't think I can do this. It is too scary. <laughs> So I actually own zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. <laughs> and the Revelations one and two, which I think I played Revelations two at one point. Um, so I've watched them all. I don't like playing them, but I love watching them. So I feel like I was the target audience for this movie because it's like you're watching the games and not playing them. <laughs> so yeah, I... I liked this movie and it had it had quite a bit of fan service. It is a fan servicey movie and I am not a fan servicey fan. I don't really like it. I don't like when fan service is used and it's kind of nonsensical like um Halloween Kills. I did not like the fan service in that movie at all and if you watched that or if you listened to that episode, you know I was not a fan of Halloween Kills. And I think the fan service was just overboard and dumb. And in here, I don't know, it worked. It worked in here because it just wasn't, it was overboard. There were so many references, but they weren't like where it felt like the actor would turn around and wink at the camera or it was like, look what we did. Look what, look, 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 look. It was kind of like very passively said references. Where I was like, oh, the keys or the when Claire picked a lock and she was like, I, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, how can you pick a lock so easily? Like how she does in the game. She picks the locks in the games, right? Yeah. Am I misremembering that? Someone, whatever. I don't know. There was references. They recreated the shot of the first time you see a zombie in the first game. Like I thought that was all really cool. It was well done. Um, It wasn't overboard. So it worked for me, but I do want to say when I first started watching it, I was caught off guard i was like oh shit this is gonna be a really bad fucking movie the dialogue is so bad but then and for example i have a really big pet peeve when a movie character like a character in a movie addresses their sibling as like brother or sister like in the sentence so in this claire the character of claire's character of claire she is talking to herself about her brother and she's like looking through his house and she like looks at a picture and she says like oh still see you're trying to go after jill big brother or just going after jill not gonna happen big brother what the fuck kind of line is that who talks like that nobody talks like that you 
a normal, like an actor can't even say that line and it will sound good. Like no matter, Meryl Streep couldn't make that fucking line work. Okay. It's terrible. Nobody, I would never refer to my sister as sister. Hey sister. Oh my God. James Charles. (laughs) Hey sisters. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Nobody but James Charles talks like that. Um, (laughs) anyway, oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, um, I just thought the lines are so bad and like lines were just very weird and out of place. Oh my God. After laughing that hard, I feel like lightheaded. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) The lines were terrible. And then I was like, this is a Resident Evil movie. So, like, one, it doesn't really matter. But two, it felt very 90s video game. It felt very much like the original game where just the dialogue in the game is so bad. And I thought the dialogue was kind of treating the audience of of the movie like we were stupid. But they weren't really explaining anything. So I guess it was fine. Like, they were kind of just explaining things in weird dialogue, like one-liners, like a video game. So I don't know. It worked for me, but also like I'm looking at it in the context of it being a video game or being a fan of the video games. So if you're not a fan of the video games or if you don't know what the video games are, I don't know if like you're going to actually like this movie again. Like I just I don't know how people are going to respond to this movie. Um, And if you have seen it or if you do watch it, let me know what you think, like Follow me on Instagram. Like I said, film.degree. Follow me on there. Let me know. DM me your thoughts because I want to know what people think of this movie. And I think you should go see this movie. Um, I am going to highlight things that I don't think work, but some things do work very well. Like the, um, the angle of the zombie outbreak is, I don't think follows the games very much. Um, but it is such a, like, it works. It works with the world of Resident Evil, but it also, and it might, it might be in the games, but I don't remember that. <laughs> so don't quote me on that. But the, like, so in the games, it was kind of like, oh, they're testing on people. They're making this virus. The virus gets released somehow. I don't even know how it releases, but people start biting each other. Zombie outbreak happens. Classic zombie shit. And if you remember from my, if you listen to it, bitches, you better have listened to it, even though I think it's my least listened to episode, (laughs) the um, Night of the Living Dead episode, I am not a big zombie fan of the genre. Like, I'm not a fan of the zombie genre, even though I love Resident Evil. I'm not a big zombie fan. It just feels like we've done it already. Like, we've done everything you can do, but they did something that I felt was fresh and new and I really liked. And basically the, the city that they're in is called raccoon city. And in the games, I always thought it was like a big city or like a bigger city and not as run down as in this, like in this movie, it it's more of a run down small town that is filled with poor people because the umbrella operation or umbrella corporation, when they like had their whole, system there and they were testing on people and 
whatever, the headquarters or whatever, it was there. They basically sucked the resources out of everything. Everyone goes poor. And then once everyone's going poor, the Umbrella, Ac Umbrella Academy. Nope, that's the Elliot Page show on Netflix, which is good. But the Umbrella Corporation is like, oop, we actually have to leave. We're leaving this place, this dump. Um, which we end up finding out later that they're leaving because they actually infected everybody. And they're like, oh, let's relocate. <laughs> but like even the characters in this movie are motivated by being poor, basically, which I don't remember being a part of the game. Like Wesker's whole character arc is different. It's all on him wanting to get out of this small town, blah, 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 blah. But what this movie does is has the whole thing framed as the water supply was poisoned, which I believe would have been accidentally, but it doesn't affect the rich people or the people in power, like the police department or the people who work for umbrella. It only affects the poor people who are left with nothing. And I grew up and I currently, I live in Michigan. So I don't even know how long ago the Flint water crisis happened. Honestly, it feels like it's been 10 years. It might've been 10 years. I don't even know at this point. It's been so ungodly long that I don't remember. I don't remember how long it's been. It has been years, unfortunately. And if you don't know about the Flint water crisis, I don't know. It The water was had lead in it. I, I think it was lead. The water is unusable. It's still unusable there. Like, I don't even know how they live there. I really... I don't know, but the it was it felt very much like the Flint water crisis, which has been something I've been hearing about for a very long time. It's very much relevant to where I am at. I'm in like the Metro Detroit area, so um, I don't know. It worked. It just felt new. I've never seen like the zombies came through the water supply. Like, I don't know, maybe that has been done before and that's not new, but I don't know. The way that they did it felt new and fresh to me and I enjoyed it. I really, really, really enjoyed the framing of the story in this movie. Loved it. Um, The movie was filmed during COVID, like peak COVID, I think like October of 2020. So there was definitely limitations and I think that was evident. Maybe it wasn't. And I am just saying that it was because it happened at this time, but I feel like Raccoon City was originally in the script, a bigger town maybe. And then they realized that they can't really get all those people. So let's make it a small town. And we don't see that many zombies like outside in the outside areas like you do in the games. Um, there are zombies in the movie, obviously, and there are monsters in the movie, but it's very limited of what we see. And it makes the movie feel very low stakes, which doesn't fully work for me. I think the zombies are so well done and their slow transformation of like their hair is falling out and they're, it's so, it's creepy. It's sad. It's so sad. Um, it, it was just really, really well done, but there just wasn't enough of them. And again, I, I don't think I'm going to fault the movie for that because it, they were kind of using with, they were using what they could at the time. Um, 
of the COVID outbreak. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna, I'm gonna like knock points off for that, even though it is kind of a, a little bit of an issue in the movie. The movie's surprisingly short too. Like this is a, a franchise movie. Like I'm expecting it to be like at least two hours. It is well under two hours. I feel like it was like an hour and 40 minutes maybe. Um, which like, you're probably like, Patrick, that is the normal time for a movie. What are you talking about? But again, like this is a franchise movie and they are putting the first game and the second game into this movie. So like they really packed in the story and they did take out a lot that was in the games, which is again, fine by me. I don't need a 100% faithful adaption and we don't really get that. We get the tone, like the tone of this movie feels very Resident Evil. Um, cer- certain like shots or references feels very Resident Evil. The world feels very Resident Evil, but the story is a little different, quite different actually, but I don't know. It works to me. They do make a very odd choice for this movie. Um, I didn't even say the cast of the movie. So let's talk about the cast and then we'll get into the weird choice that this movie decided to take. So the main four characters, the very beloved main hero, hero characters of the Resident Evil franchise um, in the first game is Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. They are played by Robbie Amell and Hannah John Kanan, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, they're both fine. Uh, this movie, because they put both games into such a short movie and kind of packed in the characters, they are not fleshed out except for the character of Claire Redfield from the second game. She has the biggest character arc and she's played by Kaya Scaldelario, I think is how you say her name. She is by far the strongest actor in the movie. She is by far the best written character in the movie. She is probably the only one that has an actual character arc of the four main heroes. Um, She's the only one that really has any sort of personality She's the only one that feels very much like the game, her game counterpart. I thought Kaya was hands down the best part of this movie. Best actor, best character, most faithful to the game. If you're a fan, you're going to like, I, th- I think you're going to like Kaya. I I like Claire. She's my favorite video game char- like character in the games. So I was happy that she was the... <laughs> she was the best adapted character and the best written character but chris played by robbie amell robbie amell is like he's a fine actor like i grew up seeing him in things i think like he's very familiar to me like he's in the um he's in a bunch of stuff he's like in the duff he's in a shit ton of things he was in life with Derek. i don't remember him in that (laughs) oh you know what i feel like i do remember him in that show that disney show which i think was a canadian show whatever he played fred in like the tv version of the live action scooby-doo movies like he he's been around he's fine he was in the chief brother dozen two he's very generic action care action star character which is kind of i don't know it's kind of chris's thing but he's not very much like the chris character in the games like that chris he's like very big and buff and kind of badass this one 
this version of Chris doesn't get much to do. The most, the character who gets the most to do is 110% Claire. Um, the character of Jill, I like Jill. I played her when I played the um, first game. I think she's fine. I'm not a huge Jill fan in the games. I don't think she has that much of a personality. Like she's totally perfectly fine. The um, Hannah John came in. She does very well. And like, I thought with what she was given, she does good. And she has a, her voice in this movie. Cause she was an Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I don't remember if she talked in that movie. I feel like she was very silent. I don't know. Um, I think that's the only thing I've seen her in other than, oh, she was also in Ready Player One. Okay, whatever. She has a very like 90s video game voice, if that makes sense. I don't know. I thought her performance was fine. She gets little to nothing to do, but yeah, she was fine. But the interesting choice was one casting. I don't know how to say his name. He's the guy from Victorious. He played Beck in Victorious. If any other um, people born around 1998 <laughs> know that show, but Avon Jogia, I think is how you say his name. I listened to a video of his name just to get it right. And I totally forgot it, but I think it's Avon. I think he's a good actor. I think he's really good with the character here, but the character is nothing like the games whatsoever. In fact, if you are a Leon fan, which I would say is a majority of the Resident Evil franchise, like fans, like he is like the top character in the series. I would think like he's everyone's favorite character. They do him so dirty. <laughs> they make him out to be a fucking moron. They make fun of him the entire movie like he his arc is that he's the rookie and he's basically useless and Claire has to do everything for him and they don't really have any payoff to where he like redeems himself and does anything like super badass or super great like he's just kind of like the bumbling idiot like the entire movie and to me that's fine because again I don't need a perfect adaption but I know a lot of fans are not going to be happy with how he's portrayed and I just find it to be weird that they chose to change him of all characters but Avon does a perfectly fine job I liked the character in the movie he's nothing like the video game he looks nothing like the character in the video game but I don't need him to um in the context of the movie, it worked. He did well. Everyone did fine in this movie. The characters are fine. Claire's the only one that's actually good. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the characters. I liked the actors. I think the only one that if I was to redo this movie or if I was making it, like the only one, whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. The only one I'd be upset about if they weren't in the movie is Kaya as Claire. I think she's really the only one that is like, she knocks it out of the park. For me, anyway. I liked her. The others could be played by literally anyone else and it wouldn't make a difference whatsoever. <laughs> um, but speaking of COVID, I think because of COVID, I honestly, 
I don't know. I don't know if this is a reason why, but I'm just going to say it's a reason why. There is little to no monster action in this movie. We do get a zombie dog, which is a very iconic aspect. I was going to say character, but aspect of um, Resident Evil. We have all those fucking Dobermans or Great Danes, whatever the fuck they are, running all around fucking Raccoon City and everywhere else. <laughs> we get one of those, which was fine. It was like a nice callback, but like, I would have liked more. And we get one liquor, which was very disappointing to me because again, this movie felt so low stakes and the budget is small. The budget is small, but the budget was pretty small. Although I think it was like half of what the last resident evil movie was. So I don't know. I don't know if they had the budget to make a bunch of liquors, but like in the games, them bitches are popping out everywhere and they're scary as fuck. You don't know what I'm talking about. You're not a fan of Resident Evil. A liquor is this zombie humanoid creature thing that has a long ass tongue <laughs> and a strong tongue. He climbs on the ceiling, whatever. There's one of those and there's a callback to the character of Lisa Trevor, who's kind of a creature in her own way. And she's got a scene with a liquor, which was fine. Um... I like the character of Lisa Trevor. It's a very tragic, sad character. And I kind of want to, so to go back to like budget, I don't know if the budget or COVID or whatever caused this next issue, which I think is the biggest issue of this movie. Um, it The third act is almost non-existent. <laughs> the movie is a little, um, a little anticlimactic. I'm not going to lie. It's a little anticlimactic. It worked. No, I don't know. The ending doesn't really work for me. We do get the big boss battle fight with William Birkin as the big fucking creature or whatever. And that's all fine. Like he looks fine. I think whatever, like the effects were fine for me. Everything worked, but the, the fight is literally probably 30 seconds. And then the movie's just over. <laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. This movie is weirdly short for what it is and there was at least 20 more minutes of story that could have easily been told for for this like i don't know there should have been at least 20 minutes left when it ended when it ended i was genuinely shocked i read that it um was a rushed ending but i was not expecting it to be so rushed and i'm gonna about to spoil like the big thing about it i don't even know if it's a big spoiler but um if you don't know in the end of the game, they basically blow, well, they don't basically, they do, they blow up Raccoon City and it kind of, it looks like a nuclear bomb went off or whatever. In here, the, the main four heroes escape and there's like five minutes left. And I was like, there's five minutes left till this bomb goes off. What the fuck? We have like, we need, we need the big fight at the end. What's going to happen? Like, is it really about to be over? Spoiler alert, it was. <laughs> but um, when the bomb goes up, they're like making a big deal. They're like, wow, we're going to basically take like the whole place is going to be leveled. And I was like, oh, we're going to get a big ass explosion. I am ready for this. Um, 
So we see the mansion like fall into a sinkhole, like a small one, like a normal size sinkhole. Like I was thinking, oh, we're going the sinkhole route. Like they're going to pull a Buffy series finale where the whole town falls into a huge ass sinkhole. No, it was like a normal size sinkhole. And it just like was like the size of the house and the house fall, the mansion falls into the hole. And then like a little bit later on, (laughs) they show, I don't know, they show like a field, not even the town, like a field. And there's like a cow munching on some grass, mind its own business. And then it, I don't know what it looks like. Um, you know, like in movies or I guess in real life when an explosion happens and like the, the sonic boom or whatever, I don't know what it is, but like the, it looks like the ring or air or whatever. It looks like that. Like a big gust of wind came by and blew the um, the cow away. And then on the screen, it was like, um, no survivors left. Huh? That was it? Where was the explosion? Where was the town? We see a field with a cow. I don't remember a cow being in this city. What happened to the city, the town, whatever? Like, it's called Raccoon City, but in this movie, it's very small. It is a town. <laughs> But it's so, it was so weird, like 30 seconds of fighting the bad guy. And then this semi-explosion happens and there's no fire, no explosion. Looks like just a gust of wind comes, blows a cow away. And then that was it, like in a field. And that was it. And then we see the heroes walking out of this tunnel that should have been blown up? Question mark. And then they show like a classified file being typed on the thing or whatever, like in a nineties computer look. Cause it takes place in 1998 and they're like, um, the outbreak has been contained. No survivors. Huh? And then it ended. And then there's a, um, post credit scene, which uh, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'll just talk about it. If you haven't seen the movie, whatever. So they kind of kill Wesker. And I was like, oh, is he going to be done? Because he's kind of the big bad of the whole video game series. But no, he ends up surviving. They Some person brings him back to life. I don't know how, with the virus, whatever. It's Ada Wong, which I was, I knew she was um, credited, like, in IMDb when I, before I saw it. I was like, oh, when is Ada going to show up? Um... I was expecting her to show up to interact with Leon because like that's their whole thing. They're always eye fucking each other and stuff. <laughs> but she doesn't show up to the end credit scene, which is fine, I guess. And I don't know. The actress was just semi okay. Like, I don't know. Wesker like wakes up in a body bag and like he's naked but super up close. And I was like, oh my God, are they going to show man ass? Let's show some man ass. And they kind of did, but they didn't. It was kind of blurred out. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it sets up a sequel. I would love a sequel. I kind of just mentioned like all the things I thought didn't work with this movie, but I let, let me say things that do work. I do want to praise this movie because I ended up walking out of here and giving it a four on Letterboxd. Do I think it's more of a three star movie? Yes. But I just had such a good time watching it that I don't really care. It's a four. It's like up there in my, in my ranking. And I'll give you guys a little sneak peek on my, well, it's not really a sneak peek. You could go on my letterbox and look it up, (laughs) but, um, 
Currently, I've seen 51 2021 releases, which let me just this. I'm about to do a sidetrack, but I have to get this off my brain. So I'm going to be doing like my own awards, my own Oscars for the podcast. And I already have my own ranking for 2021 movies. But since COVID happened, they like um, overlapped or like they extended the period of eligibility for last year's Oscars. So like Judas and the Black Messiah came out this year in like February or something. But that like won Oscars last year. But for me, I think I'm going to let, I don't know what to do. It's stressing me out. Do I add it on the 2021 or do I just put it on the 2020? I am inclined to leave it on 2021. The same with like the father. Like Anthony Hopkins won best actor last year, but like in my brain and like the logical brain, that should be the next Oscars because his movie came out in 2021 at least wide released, which that's home, whatever. That was really pointless. But yeah, those are on my list right now. Those two movies. So I've only seen 51 2021 releases, including some that were technically 2020. If you go by award standards, but fuck the awards. My awards are the only ones that matter. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's sitting at 17. For me currently, I am going to be watching a ton of movies. I have to catch up. But um, this year, I will say this year, I think is lacking in movies that I am like absolutely in love with. But I only have three five star movies currently, which I typically I'm pretty generous with my stars. So it hasn't been my favorite year for movies. But number 17 is still very good in my opinion like it is above every marvel movie that came out um it's about like if i'm looking at franchise style movies like movies that are in this style it's above the suicide squad so black widow cruella halloween spiral um mortal mortal combat f9 army of the dead like i really enjoyed this it's one of my favorite like genre e movies of the year genuinely had a great time um like i said kaya was great i thought the direction was pretty good by johannes robert roberts i think is how you say his name i don't know i actually recorded a beginning of this beforehand so i can't remember i even talked about him if i didn't and I cut it from the other part. He directed, um, what is it? 30 meters below. Fuck. I just had it pulled up to 47 meters down. <laughs> yeah, I was not close. <laughs> he directed that with Mandy Moore and who is it? Claire Holt or whatever is her name. Yeah, I liked that. I thought that was good. And I really liked I really liked um, The Stranger's Prey at Night. So I think he did a pretty solid job. The tone is so good. Like, again, like with the script where I was like, God, this dialogue is so bad. But then I realized like, oh, the tone, it works perfectly. 
this movie perfectly blends like the horror, the cheese, and the camp. Like it is just exactly what a Resident Evil, like an early Resident Evil game feels like. And it works. I really, really, really liked it. I liked the design. Um, yeah, speaking of the design, they do very there's a the production design is very, very good. Like they basically recreated um quite a bit of the sets from the games, which was really cool. They don't really explore them that well, and like the locations are very important to the games. Like because you have to do puzzles that are within the location, like the statue that like falls down and opens up the passageway or the elevator or whatever in the police station. Like you see it, but it's not a part of the story like it is in the game, which again, perfectly fine. Also, I don't think that would have translated well into a movie whatsoever. I think Resident Evil is kind of hard to translate into a film, but I think this does it as well as it possibly could have even though I think putting the two stories together isn't the best idea. But again, it just, it it worked. It was fine. Like everything was fine and it was fun and I had a great time. But the sets, oh yeah. I think some of them were probably like CGI backgrounds, but honestly, it was fine. Like the statue, I think that I mentioned about the police station, I'm pretty sure it was not really there but like the police station looked just like the game the mansion looked just like the game the parking garage looked just like the game like they really made it look and feel like the video game and that worked so 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 well and the atmosphere was so good i loved the build-up the slow build-up of uncovering that um people are sick and they're actually turning into these zombies I thought that was so good and the slow buildup worked for me, even though like in the game, it happens right away. You are immediately thrown into the zombies. In this, it was a nice, slow, atmospheric buildup, but it kind of fizzled out at the end because, I don't know, the pacing didn't match the beginning. There wasn't that big payoff and like, it almost stuck the landing if it was... 15 to 20 minutes longer. I would say 20 minutes longer. Honestly, I could have gone for even longer than that because I was just having such a good time and I would have liked a bigger payoff. But yeah, I think this, it's by far the best Resident Evil movie, um, by far. But I would love sequels to this. Again, I don't know how well this movie is going to translate to everyone, so I don't know if it will get sequels. I am inclined to think it will not get sequels. I th- What I think the Resident Evil franchise is going to do is they're going to go full animation. I know Netflix has a series that they have. I don't know if they're going to shelve it because of this movie or if they're going to keep going. I don't know if they filmed. I don't know if they casted. I don't know. Um, which I think it's like its own thing. It, do- it doesn't go with this movie. It's like set in the future. Like I think it follows the game like it's set like in game canon or whatever like that's how they're presenting it or at least netflix i don't know whatever um they do have they did have the animated tv miniseries which i i haven't seen um i heard it wasn't very good and i didn't get to it because i was busy but i think resident evil is gonna go in a animated 
route, which I think would work. I think if they did a animated series or something and had each season be one of the games, it could be really great. But also like what we have right now, I want to keep going with. I had such a good time and I might be like in the minority right there. I know like the, um, the, (laughs) I hate Rotten Tomatoes, but I looked at it. It was like going up and down. So I think it's gonna it's gonna be rotten. I don't see it being fresh, but it's so fun and there's so much potential for this franchise. And I don't know what they would do for the third one. I feel like they would kind of adapt the third video game with Nemesis going after them, but I don't think it would just be Jill. I think it would be the main four. So I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like this movie was made for the fans, even though they made some really weird choices for it to be made for the fans. But yeah, it's a fun time. I I recommend going to see it. I think you should go see it. It should have come out in October. So it could have been like in the Halloween feeling. Cause it, again, the atmosphere is so good, but I want to support this movie. I, cause I want to see more. So please go see this movie. <laughs> I think it's fun. My friend didn't really care for it, but I did. I think it's, I feel like if I say it's perfectly fine, that's like, okay, well then it wasn't good. Like we should be striving past perfectly fine, but like, it's just a fun time at the movies. I don't know. Like if, but again, like maybe I'm biased because I just love the series. I love the backstory. I love the lore of the Resident Evil storyline, but I don't know. I get, again, I think I'm just the target audience. I don't know. I have nothing really else to say. It's just fun. You should go check it out. And yeah, that's it. I had a really good time and I'm glad I feel better that I have an episode recorded under my belt. It feels good to have it. I love, like, I love recording and I love doing this and schools. It just fucking sucks. It sucks ass. It really fucking sucks. (laughs) And I don't even know what I'm going to do with my, my master's degree. Like, honestly, like what I want to do, <laughs> and this is going to sound so stupid. Like you're going to be thinking like, what the fuck are you doing? You're wasting your time at this stupid master's program to do what? Well, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to work in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, like, I don't even care if it's in HR because my, master's program is human resources and organizational development which i hate i don't like hr people to be honest now that i'm in it i don't like it i feel like people in hr aren't like me i think like in an ideal world they are like in an ideal world my version of a person in hr is like what I am or what I want to do. And I don't see that happening because the world doesn't work that way. And the world's fucked up and HR is kind of fucked up. Um, It's all kind of, everything's just so fucked up and it's not how I want it to be. And I don't think I fit in it because I feel like people in HR are just trying to like keep the peace, not change anything or whatever. I don't know. Just like from my basic knowledge of taking classes and like listening to what goes on like that's just not me I am someone who 
makes too much noise. I go against the rules all the time. And I'm maybe that's not a good thing, but I feel like I go against the rules for the greater good. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm just justifying it, but I like go against the rules for my own beliefs. And that's just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be a great fit. I think I always have everyone's best interests at heart. And I always want people to like feel comfortable at work. And I want them to like be able to have conversations with me where I'm not an annoying asshole who is clearly just going with making sure the company or the organization doesn't look like shit. If the company looks like shit, then I'm sorry. I have to say, I can't not say, I have to stick by what is correct. And I don't think a lot of people in HR actually stand for that. And I just, I don't know. I'm stressing out and I'm having a crisis. Like, am I doing what I should be doing? I don't know, but I'm, I don't know. I just want to work at a movie theater and I don't care if I'm working in a management role, which I've been a manager for years and now I'm a supervisor. So like I have the experience to do be a manager at like a movie theater, but like, I don't even care. I just want to like work at a concession stand. Like, I don't care. I don't care if I have a master's degree, like whatever, then they should just hire me because clearly I'm qualified. Right. Like, I don't know, unless they wouldn't hire me because they're like, you're too qualified for this job. You're going to be looking for a career, career job. So why would we hire you? You're not going to stay long, but like, I'm telling you, like, I just want to work at a movie theater. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I want to live a small little life working at a movie theater, living in a small apartment with friends, like having friends. That's all. I want to watch movies. That's all I want to do. That sounds like the ideal life for me. And <laughs> I went to college. I went to higher, I had even higher education, getting a master's. And what am I going to do? We're going to movie theater for minimum wage. Sounds pretty fucking good to me. <laughs> Ugh, I'm having a crisis. I just want to work at my movie theater and talk to my little microphone. <sighs> I'm just so stressed. I'm so sick of going to school. I'm so sick of work. I'm so sick of dealing with certain people in my life. <laughs> I ain't naming names because I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm fucking sick of these people. I just want to watch my little movies and work at my little movie theater and talk to my microphone. That's all. A nice, peaceful life. That's all I want. But that's not going to happen. And honestly, I don't know if I'm like talking so much right now that I'm like not getting air. I feel so lightheaded. <laughs> I need water. I'm stressing. <sighs> but yeah, that's my episode for today. I'm not going to drag it on too much. All I have to say is Resident Evil is a fun movie. I had a great time. Hopefully I can get that Harry Potter episode in and I'm not completely drowning in homework again. So I, I don't know when I'm going to be getting my next episode up. Hopefully I get this episode up before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving um, or tomorrow. Technically today because it's so late, but um. Yeah, hopefully new stuff comes out, but you should definitely follow my Instagram, film.degree. Please, I put effort into it. I make these nice little posts about movies. 
and I up, I keep everything updated. So follow me on there and thank you for listening. And yeah, you will hear from me again. Hear from my annoying ass again when I talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye.